for my women, throw it back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Johnson. I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. For my women, throw it back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my uh, bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Bills in my duffel, yo. You don't want trouble, bro. Heat in my pocket, heart cold like buffalo. I would just hustle one thing, but I need options. That work about to touch down, call it Steve Johnson. Catch me flying through the field like who want beef? It's 25, but I could get it for the 1-3. Certified fly guy, you on my time. I'm really real, and you as real as a sci-fi. I'm trying to bring it home, baby. It's our time. They cheering for me like I'm crossed the one-yard line. And I'm all about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Black card boys, yes, BCB, we pop. Get that dough straight across like I'm running streaks. My bills coming hundreds, my women coming threes. This hater ran up on your boy like he was furious. I lifted up my shirt like, why it's so serious? I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. For my women, throw it back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm Season three, episode seven, Why So Serious podcast. I'm Fredo, joined by Ashley, and we found Will. He's in the flesh this week, joining us live. What up? Uh, from his, from his. <laughs> we found him. We found you. Where are you? Hey, man. Listen, I'm I'm shooting it from the crib this week, man. Um, it's been a busy week. It's been a tough week for them bills. It's been a busy week for me, but we're here tonight. Let's get it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, Ashley. Uh, how how are we feeling after that loss on uh, Monday Monday evening? Monday evening. You know that was the weirdest game. It was pouring rain. You Poor. had Matt Milano out. It felt like a repeat of last week, but it wasn't that bad of a beatdown. Like we really could have won that game if we just. I don't know what was the missing connection here, but other than Josh Allen throwing a lot of dimes and them being dropped by a lot of receivers. His he's been the receivers have been having issues the last two weeks catching Josh Allen's passes. Um, Will, I know you touched on this. You we you sent us aware as Will, but we figured we could settle for the real version this week with you in person. Uh, it's it, there's got to be some change when it comes to these receivers. I mean, I, we have a great receiving core, but they're not catching these balls that Josh is throwing to them right now. Well, I mean, there's several factors here. You know, I mentioned a lot of them in my Where's Will video. Um, couple of major factors, man, is is Josh himself is just not throwing as accurately as he was earlier in the season. I'm not sure if it's because of the pressure in the backfield. It's definitely not the receivers getting open because when you watch it, you know, from the live cam, the, the overhead view, you can actually see some wideouts that are open. Um, Josh is kind of sailing a lot of balls and we're making mistakes that we used to make. And I think that a lot of those mistakes are just because, you know, he's panicking in the pocket. And he's shown a lot of panic these last couple of weeks. Uh, Tennessee was honestly the most panicked I've seen Josh probably since that New England game last year. 
here in Buffalo. He just didn't look himself. I, I mean, we, we, we've talked about this all year so far on this show. The first six weeks are telling because the first four, the first three games, maybe cakewalks compared to the last couple of weeks. But to be four and two, hey, you're still four and two. You're still first place in the AFC East. And the team that's kicked your ass for the last 20 years, New England, they're two and three. So there's a lot of room well, for improvement, well, but we're not in a bad spot. Well, we're not a bad spot, man. But what you want to look at is this. The teams that we legitimately beat, we were supposed to beat. The, the teams that came back and almost beat us, like the Rams, that almost happened, and that can't happen. Yeah. Um, can't. The Kansas City, Chiefs did, Kansas City Chiefs did beat us, but the reality is we beat ourselves. Kansas City, Kansas City came in here with the game plan that we're going to run these boys over. You know why they did that? because they saw how we had been playing against the run. They knew not to try that secondary. They And, and not that they couldn't. Now, they have a hell of a passing game, as we all know. But if you can beat a team on the ground, why not just pound them out the entire game? Um, if you look at Mahomes' uh, interviews after the games, that's what he said. He said he had plenty of plays in his arsenal, yep. obviously, to pass. But he knew that he could eat over the middle, and that's just what they did. They just ran down our throat. And that clearly was their game plan. And I know, Ashley, we were going back and forth in the group chat about this this week. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jesus. 161 yards on the ground in this game. And honestly, to to Will's point, too, the Bills did a pretty good – I mean, here's the thing. If Pat Pat Mahomes had guys open on that football field on Monday, he would have been throwing to them. He would have. It's Pat Mahomes. Weather was obviously a difference maker. But you cannot let a team run for over 240 yards on you in a game, let alone a rookie. A rookie, granted, he's pretty darn good, but a rookie running for 161 yards on the ground, that just can't happen. What, what's the missing point here? What's missing on defense? I wish I knew. I think we should have – a lot of people have talked about it this week. We signed Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. We're missing out on them. Lawson. Huge. You're seeing that difference. Yeah. I've preached this all season, and yep. everybody finally sees what I mean without Star Latulale. Everybody finally sees it. They're like, I don't know, and maybe, maybe it's not him. And then earlier last week on the podcast, I said how Harrison Phillips hasn't really been doing too much, and they he was a healthy scratch this week. So we're seeing kind of some struggle with this defensive line. Hopefully we bring someone in. I mean, the Jets are shopping people clearly as they traded someone today. I think it was a linebacker. Why not give us Quinn and Williams? Why not? You know, I would take that. Hey, hey, Ashley, Ashley, another thing is this. When you when you really look at what's been going on with that defense. So Mahomes, like you got to listen to what the players say after the game. Their running back shook his head like at the cameraman. Like, listen, at times, I'm not going to lie. It was way too easy. I mean, that's not, you know, if he's saying it's way too easy against your your run defense, that's horrible. The other thing is Mahomes said that once he saw the linebackers playing six or seven yards back deeper and the safeties playing back because they anticipated the pass. He knew he had 10-yard gains every rush because there was nobody to stop the ball once they got past the line. And it was driving me nuts that they were playing that zone defense. And why are you not keying on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire after the third or fourth touch he's had? You should be on him every single play. Once he's gotten it two, three times in a row, who do you think they're going to keep going to if it's working? And it was just too easy right. every single time he ran the ball. It was a gaping hole up the middle. And he, and he wasn't doing anything shifty or anything creative. The Chiefs weren't running these crazy play designs where 
Uh, you had Clyde Edwards Hilaire wide, and he comes in and does a jet sweep. He was running, just dives up the middle and getting seven, eight, nine yards a punch. I mean, that that cannot happen when you're. Well, he said he said that straight up. He said that the uh, he said that the line opened up like the Red Sea several times during the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it did. It it, it it did hands down. And at one point, we I, the one play that. And I don't, I don't know if it was on this highlight reel, and I don't think it is because this is just scoring plays. But it was tw- uh, third and nineteen, I think it was, um, or, or second nineteen. I, I, I know it was a, a long yardage situation for the Chiefs, and it was a short pass. They convert the first down, and what did they do? They scored on that drive. The Chiefs right manhandled us on offense, and it wasn't in the air like everybody thought it was going to be. Obviously, like we've all said, it was a it was pouring rain in Orchard Park on Monday. Yeah. Which I want to point yeah. out really quick about the rain. It never rains here during football season on Sunday. Seriously. This year, every home game, it's been it's it's there's been rain at some point. Yeah, and I mean right. the Eagles game, I think it was like either last year or two years ago. That's the last yeah. time I remember that. The, the Redskins game. Home game. Oh, the Redskins Red game too. too. Yeah, but still, yeah. both NFC East games. Um, but no, I mean Something has to happen in terms of the run defense, in terms of stopping the run, in terms of just getting your defense off the field. And, and every scoring drive, excuse me, from the Kansas City Chiefs was at least 10 plays. Yeah. Except for that one, I actually think the one drive they had that they drove down the field in two and a half minutes when we had the lead, they were like, uh-uh, uh-uh, well, here we come. And they put the pedal in the middle, they scored in two and a half minutes. That also can happen. Um, here's what Jordan Poyer had to say about um, a guy that we've been talking about here for the last couple of weeks, Matt Milano missing on the field with that pec injury. Um, Jordan Poyer, he said it's all about being the next man up. Yeah, I mean, you know, Matt, you know, he's one of the best linebackers in the game. So, um, you know, he can cover, he can tackle, um, you know, he can play physical. So, um, you know, he's it, obviously not having him on the, on the field is, is yeah, you know, uh, we would like to have him back um, as soon as possible. But, you know, we always talk about next man up. So, um, you know, it's cliche. Uh, but, you know, that's just you know, that's, that's my answer. Obviously, yes, we'd like to have him back on the football field because uh, he is one of our best defensive players. But at the same time, you know, we got to be able to still be able to, you know, go out there and execute without him or anybody else, or for that matter, be out there to go out, uh, <clears throat> be able to go out there and execute our, execute our plan. And that's exactly what Jordan Boyer made known. Uh, and, I mean, and that's what we've been talking about. It's got to be next man up. We said it all year. We said it all last year. It's got to be next man up. Nobody's stepping up. So I want to get what everybody has to say here on this. If Milano doesn't come back this week against the Jets, you can't lose this game. Hey. It's not the end of the world, though, if Milano does not come back this week because I feel like this is the one game that if you had to sit a player, if he was kind of eh, like John Brown was looking a little questionable on the field this week, sit them. Sit them if you're iffy on them because this is the one week where it's kind of like we should be able to win without our couple key players if we really needed to, if they needed to sit out. Okay. Even though, even after seeing how he played against Tennessee, even though it is the Titans, even though okay, they are undefeated, but they're two no. of the best teams in the AFC right now. Well, I want to hear. Right. You, well, you're ready to go on this topic. I got to hear what you got to say about this. Hey, not to cut you off, Ashley, you're right on the money with that. Um, the thing is, this it's the Jets. Like I said, this 
three weeks ago when everybody was like, oh, three and oh, two and oh, you know, come on, man. You know, I, I want to beat the teams that everybody voted against us to beat, you know, and, you know, yeah, we did one with the Rams, true enough, but we almost tricked that game off. You know, we should kill the Jets, rightfully so. We should go into New England, you know, and beat Cam and them, believe it or not. They're not as good as they looked on paper. I mean, I feel that like the games that we're supposed that to win. Buffalo. The teams that are in the AFC East, we should beat those easily. The teams that I wanted to really get a good look at our team against are the Kansas City and the Rams. I want to see us play against teams we're going to see down the line in the playoffs and see what we really need to do to adjust for those types of teams. Not the teams we're supposed to be. This week, we're going to win this game. We're going to beat Miami no matter how good they, they look with the new QB down there. We're going to beat those guys. I want to beat the teams that are surely going to be in the playoffs. And that's the true test of this Buffalo Bills defense and offense. Only because you brought it up. And then I want to get back circling on this whole topic of what the hell is going on with the Bills defense and going into this week. You, you mentioned Miami. You mentioned the fact that they let, they're not letting go of Fitzpatrick. They're benching Fitzpatrick for two at Tagovailoa. Do you agree with right. this? Three and three. Your team's in second place in the division. One game back of the Bills. Uh, they haven't been really relevant for three years. Um, they made the playoffs a, a few years back, but do, do you agree with this decision to, to start a rookie after Ryan Fitzpatrick works his tail off to get you to three and three against honestly, what some would say is a pretty decently tough schedule early on in the season for them to go three and three. Honestly, I, I don't particularly care for it. I think you should stick with your veteran if that's what's working, especially Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, yeah. he might not be, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's at least consistent. You know, you're going to get consistency from Fitzy because, you know, we've seen him here. We've seen him at the Jets. We've seen him in Miami. We've seen him all over the place. You know, I, I think Tua could be ready. Maybe they see something that we don't at the really? practice field. But I, you know what? They're saying he's going to be a superstar, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous too because what if he is? Well, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a bad move because of this. It's early in the season. Granted, Ryan Fitzpatrick did get him to where they are right now. However, you hit it right on the head. We've seen Fitz, and we all love him. I love Fitz. When we played Fitz, I actually cheered for him. I'm like, come on, Fitz. You know, you but the, the truth. Yeah. I mean, I love Fitz, man. That's a good guy. You can't help but like him. But he's only going to take a team so far. You know, he has a super relaxed attitude, which allows him to compete in the league, but not really put that final dagger in most teams when you do approach that. So in Dolphins camp, I'm sure they're seeing that they've got a young buck on the sideline. We don't know what he's looking like in camp. Obviously, he's looking pretty good at practice if they put this much confidence in him. So they're looking at getting this workhorse out there so that they can possibly make that that run. Now, if he gets in there and starts to screw up under pressure, I'm sure they'll put Fitz back in. But I think they're kind of grooming him for the potential that they might possibly make a, a playoff push, and they feel like they can uh, go a little bit further with the young blood. You know what, Will? Because you said that, that was right on the money. I'm going to get my shades on, too. Oh. Hey, man, <laughs> this is part of my – This is listen, man, this is my Will, Where's Will character, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can do that. Put them down. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't get the memo on the shades, so – I just I had them. <laughs> These are normally here, but, like, they were just in front of me. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for it. <laughs> hey, but you know what I'm saying, though. That's, that's I, what I, I think they're thinking in that. I, I, I think that – benching Fitch right now at three and three. I mean, who did who, I want to, I'm going to look up who they Miami beat really quick because 
I mean, obviously they didn't beat us. I know they beat the Jets. Well, they definitely beat the Jets sing, uh, very well. 24 nothing, and, and Fitz looked really good that week, too. I mean, who who did they beat? Okay, they beat um, – uh, okay, here we go. They lost to New England. They lost to us. Then they beat Jacksonville. They only lost to us a really good Seattle Seahawks team by eight. Okay. They crushed the by and, and I mean crushed the 49ers in San Francisco 43 to 17. Right. That was a game led by Ryan right. Fitzpatrick. And now right. you're 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 putting and honestly, here's the thing, in, in my opinion, you're putting into a situation to fail. Yeah. If you look at these next three opponents from Miami, you're home to the Rams, then you go to Arizona, and then you're home to the Chargers, who the Chargers look pretty good with Justin Herbert as their quarterback. And then you go to Denver to face a pretty good defense in Denver, and then you don't play the Jets again. So for for four for four weeks, it's tough opponents for Miami. It, it's so almost reminiscent of when EJ Manuel had to go in because Kevin Cobb slipped on the training camp mat. It's almost <laughs> reminiscent of that. It's just right. like it's almost like they're forcing him in before he should go. Yeah, I I just I don't agree with the decision making behind this call at all. I think that if if I'm Brian Flores, if I'm the GM crew, if I'm the the team that makes these decisions um, in Miami too early. I mean, let Fitz. He's he's a vet. Let Tua sit under Fitz for another six weeks. See where you are in six weeks. You're three and three. I mean, with these four games coming up. Like I just said, you could very well be three and seven with these four games coming up. So I I don't, I don't agree with this decision at all. I saw that I actually woke up to this news yesterday and yeah, yesterday. And I was like, wait a second. Why would they do this? They're three and three and one game back They're They're, they're ahead of the Patriots right now. Yeah. That's crazy. The AFC East is something else this year. No, the (laughs) NFC East. You know, I'm going to tell you something like, I understand what you're saying about that. It does seem like throwing them to the wolves, man. But, you know, you got to look at this. Fitzpatrick, under pressure from a really good solid defense, never has performed really well. He's not – he's like a Brady. He's a statue back there. I mean, he can get out of Dodge here and there. But when he does, it's funny because we don't don't see him running down the field a lot, you know. So Mm -hmm. I think they're looking at the fact they have these tougher defenses coming up. And I think they're trying to um, put them out there to try to get some wheels behind that offense, you know, for – a line that actually allows too much pressure back there on Fitzpatrick. We'll see how it plays out. But I do think that they're doing that to make a, a stance to say, hey, listen, this is going to be our guy. We need to start grooming him right now. And like I said, one or two games in, if he's shitting the bed, man, they can snatch him out and put Fitz back in and groom him this the rest of this year. Mel Rocket says this. Fitz was winning too many games. That made me laugh when I saw that. <laughs> um that right, and I love his avatar picture there, whatever that is. It's a, a gorilla, or, gorilla? Ape or something, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, but no, I, I mean, I don't agree with it whatsoever. Um, but I could talk about this all day. I was gonna say, but let's get love, back to the bill. We all love Fitzy, and it's a, a tear. It's gonna leave it at that. Um, before we get back into it, we're, well, I'm gonna get back into it here, but the bills uh cutting Quinn in Spain today. Um, is that a – I don't know what to think of this. Something had to happen. I, I think something happened behind the scenes that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we won't know about. You see – well, no, we won't because that place right. is tight, tight. No, nothing comes out of there anymore like it used yeah. to. Um, Honestly, you have to wonder when he got benched what went down there. I think he – it seems like he might be frustrated about playing time and he's like, yeah, I'm going to be out of here. Like – I want to go on a team where I can start, where I can play, where I can do well. And 
he didn't have a bad year last year. So it's kind of questionable to see, like, you, you want to know what's going on because this seems so strange. Yeah, no, I, I it was agree. a drastic move by the Bills. I didn't see it coming, and I think that something definitely happened behind the scenes um, to get a move. And either he wanted to go, or it was some kind of management decision. But I would have to think that it was more of him maybe wanting to get to a team where you know he can get some more playing time. Yeah, I, I he, he tweeted, um, and I'm gonna pull up the tweet here. He tweeted about an hour ago. Um, I was gonna was say I, he deleted a tweet he had earlier. The one with the with his watch. No, the early, earlier one. I didn't see that one. It said something about they don't know the real reason. Oh. Or something. But oh, well, then there we go. There so, we go. We definitely yeah. don't know what's going on. There's so he, something. Hey, he tweeted a hey you know what I want to talk about really yeah. quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I want to talk about this running back situation that we have here. It's not uh, what what situation? I, hey, Fredo, I've kind of been dying to talk about the running back situation. Like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Can like, what, what's going on with the twenty seventh overall, five hundred and fifty three yards total this season, rushing and ninety two point two per game. That's between three running backs. That's between Yeldon Moss and Singletary and Adam Allen. Yeah, yeah, yes. That that's not working. It's so not when good. people were when people were up in arms about. You know, oh, we don't need Bell to come here. We, oh, that's bad. You're here. You're here. You're on. Good. Yeah, we we lost that. We don't we don't need Bell to come here. We actually. Oh, oh. Did, we, did we lose him? He's buffering. Oh, okay. I, I will. He, he's gonna come back on. He's having issues in his basement. His long story short, we always we always joke with Will because he calls us on like six different numbers. Um, because yep. he, he calls us on like six different numbers because he can never get a connection in his house. No. And he, it's just because he's always in his basement. His office is in the basement. It's always really funny. But no, I, I think Will's got a good point. And when he comes back, we'll, we'll bring him back in to finish his, his point here. But the Bills were in on Le'Veon Bell for a reason. Obviously, he goes to the Chiefs. The guy wants to win. Why not choose the defending champs? I don't blame him. But yep. do you think this is something where the offensive line – for the last two years, it's just preached. We have to the quarterback. We have to protect the quarterback. Maybe they're not creating holes for the run game. Uh, it's the running. The run situation here in Buffalo is is not good. No, and it's hard to tell because Devin Singletary had a decent year last year. He really, you know, got involved. Was that dual threat back? You could see him in the passing game. You could catch him in the running game. But he was finding the holes. Wasn't he averaging like four or five yards a carry? Also, I think he averaged like four point high fours last yeah, year. Yeah, like it was close to five. I want. I knew it was in between four and five, but it's like, what happened to him this year? Like, mm-hmm. did they lose that much confidence in him with the fumbling at the problems at the end of last year? Like, you have to wonder what's going on here because you see Zach Moss getting most of the carries. Yeah. And it's like, I know he just drafted him, but he's coming off an injury. Like, why are we not giving Devin Singletary the ball more? And when we do, like, I don't know. I I have wondered this all week because this is a situation where, A, it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's not promising knowing that you just had a team that all they did was run the ball against you. And maybe, hey, let's see if this works. You you can't because – even if the Bills committed to the run in one game, they'd right now they'd be screwed. Yep. Um, and it's 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 not a good situation that the Bills are in right now in terms of the run game. We'll see if they can maybe get something going against the Jets. I personally, and I hate saying this, both Jets games this year, 
Sadly, this is the last one. I wish we could just play them 16 times. All right. That'd be fantastic. That'd be amazing. We'd be 16 and oh, it'd be great. But I I treat both Jets games this year as practice. I really do. The Jets are that. They are that bad. Yeah. Adam Gase. How is he still a coach? I don't say that. How has he not been fired yet? Well, you heard what their GM said, right? Mm. How he's an offensive mastermind. Oh, yes. I, yes. I died laughing at that. See, and I just, I feel bad for Sam Darnold and all this because this poor yeah. guy goes into a team that really needs his help. He's a good player. I truly believe that he would be a good player if he had good players surrounding him, but he does not. He's going to request a trade this offseason. I guarantee it. And there, the sad part is I was seeing um, trade rumors and stuff about that, and they were basically saying they're not going to get a first-round pick for him. They're not going to get return Which on their money. crazy. Isn't that wild? And I bet 100% whatever team he goes to, he's going to play. Um, he's going to be like Ryan Tannehill. He's you know going to go gonna, succeed wherever he goes. You know who's going to be in the market for Sam Darnold? If he hits the market. New England? Yeah. Yep. Because they only signed Cam for one year. And if they can go get Sam Darnold for a cup for a chunk of change, they Bill might. Bill Belichick's definitely going to do that if he likes him. Yep, and that and next year, I mean, next year you sign sign him to a prove it deal, just like they're doing with Cam Newton this year. Mm-hmm. Comes in, maybe maybe he lights it up, and they sign him to a mega deal. Who knows? But Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. He is, and a lot when it was that draft year, 2018, 2017, when the conversation was: Do we draft Darnold? Do we draft draft Baker Mayfield? Do we draft Josh Allen? Or do we draft Josh Rosen? I would say seven out of ten. Analysts on a, on any network would have said the Bills should draft Sam Darnold. Hundred percent. And look at where we are today. <laughs> I, and you why, I wanted Baker Mayfield. I wanted Baker, uh, I and then I wanted Darnold. Then I wanted um, Rosen. Yeah. Then then Josh Allen. Then Lamar Jackson. <laughs> not even gonna say who I wanted because it's not good. Um, actually, here we are. and you know what? I'm not mad. I'm not ashamed to say that I was wrong. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not mad that any of us were wrong in this situation. Uh, yeah, um, yep. It was, was probably 90. I remember sitting in that field house that night when that draft pick was announced, and you hear some claps, yep. a lot of silence, just silence. You were shocked. Like, what do we do with this? Well, a lot of people heard Josh. And we were like. And they everybody thought Rosen. <laughs> yep. And then, I sure did. Yep. And, and the second they said Josh and then Rosen or Allen, I, I I was at a bar I think near my house and it was a pretty crowded situation post pre coronavirus pre COVID guys <laughs> uh, it was a pretty crowded situation but it was the same situation though where everybody's when his name was called and it was Josh and and it was there was a pause you could definitely tell the analyst was like okay we got to make sure we get this right there's two Joshes and they might go back to back here um, but obviously. We got Josh Allen. We got the better Josh in this. In in all yeah. cases, I'm happy with it. I think we 100%. all are. Yeah. We still can't. Will was here. Now we can't find him. He's probably on his boat by now. Um, he hasn't messaged <laughs> us, so I think he's he's probably trying to figure out how to get back on here. Um, let's go to the Bills' offense. Josh Allen. Uh, so in in this game on Monday, 14 for 27, 122, two touchdowns and a pick. The pick in the end of the game. Was, that pick so was Oh. Into the going into the fourth quarter, he had sixty six yards passing. That stat line is just a dagger to the heart. To hear that and like how he's mm-hmm. been doing this year, believe it or not, he's still fourth overall in passing. 
Yeah, and he's had two bad games back to back. He hasn't had 300 yards combined in the last two weeks, or maybe he, he has slightly over it. Yeah, he's got to be close because last week I think he had like 220, and then this week he oh, okay. one. So he's just over it. But yeah. still, I mean, he threw for what 300 something yards in, in three straight games. Yeah, he can't even barely hit 300 in two games. Um, but as Will said, we played two teams that fought each other tooth and nail to go to the Super Bowl last year in back to back weeks. I'm okay with this. Exactly. Me too. And that's the thing. Like everybody's like, let's press the panic button. Oh my God. The bills. lost. I mean, I was, I was pressing it too. I I will raise my hand and say, I I was pressing it too. I was a little bit there at first, but then I sat down. I I try to give myself 24 hours to like either cool off after a a bad loss or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I sat there during my 24 hour time period. And I'm like, you know, I go not for nothing, but these are two of the best teams in the AFC. Period. Hey, I'm back. Hey, we found Logan. <laughs> we found Yo, I, was, I, had, I had to switch phones. Jesus. Dude, <laughs> I was I was joking with everybody while you were gone. I was like, this guy's connection issues. He'll call you on a burner. He'll call you on a landline. <laughs> and he'll call you on a phone that's registered to like Lancaster. And it's like, yo, I know he lives in Niagara County, but like, come on, man. Like, do you not have like are you on dial up out there? Doug, listen. I had to go borrow this neighbor's phone. So uh <laughs> now nah, you know oh what? So I switched so I switched to my podcast phone. I hurried up and downloaded Google Chrome so I could call this. Oh my god. <laughs> my podcast phone. Not hey, the podcast. Look, phone. I can't look be, before I left, I was I like, yo, listen, I'm dying to I'm I said I'm dying to talk about these running backs, and then all of a sudden yeah. I just exactly. fade right out. Well here, let's go back to that though. We 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 touched on that for a little bit. But the the run the run game will is it's not good right now. No, no, it's absolutely horrible. What I I don't know what you guys said after I left, but um, when people were down on us getting Bell to come here, I'm like, okay, I know what kind of drama he had in the past, but I still think he's a really good back. Um, the reality is our running backs just aren't getting it done. I get it, they're young and they're hungry, but the reality is I've seen so many gaping holes out there, and I you know you can't criticize a pro. You're not out there running those routes. You're not out there, you know, actually physically in the game. But what you do is you compare it to other running backs. They're running, you know, with vision. And our backs just kind of run right into the back of a pile. And if it works, if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, We don't have playmaker type backs unless he just happens to hit a big hole. I I agree. And and it's it's crazy to me that – we're the run game this year is nothing nothing compared to what it was last year and it's crazy because it seems like everything that was good last year is bad now and everything that was bad is good like we had no passing offense now that's our strength we had a great run game that now we don't we had a great defense now we don't what is going on (laughs) i mean the defense is the biggest suspect right now i mean and, and people are saying i heard somebody say this this week and i got into a huge argument with them because Somebody said, well, there's not much different with this defense. It's a whole new front five. It's a whole new front five. You have Mario Addison. You have Harrison Phillips, who really didn't play last year. He got injured in the home opener. You have old man Trent Murphy, who's like 74 years old, who really shouldn't (laughs) even be on this team. And I I think if you look at the rest of the team, Mario Addison, Quinton Jefferson, um, who's the other? Jerry Hughes, but he's been a staple here for a few years. Um, the list goes on and on. We we made all these signings this year on defense, and the the problem is 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 it maybe this the fact that they're not 
gelling. Are there is there something not right there? Yes. Are we missing Starla Tulele? Yes, one hundred percent. And it's funny because last year in his first year with the Bills, or the year before, whatever year it was, I remember everybody saying, "Oh, we don't notice this guy. This guy sucks." Blah 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 blah. blah. Yep. Yeah, we we miss him now because he was the guy that was getting no credit at all for stopping the run because he was making those simple tackles that no one talks about. But those are the tackles that we're all talking about right now because he's not there plugging that hole. We don't have a 300-and-something-pound guy on the line to stop the run. We don't. Exactly. That's I wish he could just stop back then. The biggest thing about that line right now, I was talking to a good friend of mine who played here. He played linebacker. But uh, we were talking, you know, the other day, and I'm like, man, I just can't see what the hell happened to this defense overnight like that. And uh, yeah. he said, come on, now you, you can't see it? Like that I said, nah, man, I, you know, we were so good. He said, first of all, he said, I'm going to name one thing, just one thing, which is critical. And this is what I actually said in my word, Will, which we, we might not get to. But anyway, um, we don't have any edge rushers like any we, we don't have anybody that has the game plan for blocking us. You know, Ed yeah. Oliver, to be quite honest with you, he's flopping around out there, man, like a sea lion. And, <laughs> and he, he is. I mean, if we were shooting a video for Disney. He'd be all down on that one. You know, he, he's flopping all over the place out there, man. He's like, damn, I almost had him, dog. I almost had him. You know what I mean? Where's that Popeye's chicken? I'm paying right now, boy. But, but you know, he, he not really, he ain't really, you know, getting the job done. Every, you know, every time I see Ed Oliver, when I look on the field, it's usually him chasing after a running back like this. <laughs> you know, and that's that, that's how I know it's him because I can see his name like right on the back of his jersey, and that's because we watching the running back's heels like this, and Ed Oliver chasing behind. Him. Oh my god! You know, it's just, Adam, Adam like in. that. Will. There he is. Oh my god! Oh my I'm god! Just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm making a joke, but it's the truth. We we got names. We got names that talk all this noise in camp, all in the offseason, coronavirus and all. They talking stuff through their mask. Yeah, man. Shit, when I get on the field, man, I'm about to eat the hell out of these boys. They didn't be able to. What happened? <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> they hit the damn field. Nothing happened. What happens is this. Like the Red Sea, just like they said. You know, listen, man, you know how our linebackers got hurt? Because they doing all of their jobs on the front line. They yeah. coming up making plays they didn't have to play have to make, man. You mm-hmm. gotta put pressure on them quarterbacks. If you don't do Correct. it, you get guys like Mahomes back there that's gonna pick us apart the whole game. And that's what he did. Yeah. And that's and well, honestly Clyde Edwards Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the one guy that picked us apart the whole game. But but well he did. I mean Mahomes honestly, Mahomes played a great game, meaning he didn't mess up, but he didn't kill us. That running no. game murdered us. That Can game I, was extremely winnable. I want to bring yeah. I, this is off topic from the run game, but I, I want to bring this up before I forget about it. Can we discuss what the actual flying F-U-C-K, I'm not going to say it out loud, what the Chiefs were doing on defense when they just basically gifted us a chance at a field goal going into half? Why don't I remember what this? They, they were playing prevent defense. They were all uh, back at like the 10-yard line. They let Diggs have all the room in the world to get out of bounds. They weren't even on Diggs. Diggs has had to catch like a four-yard pass from Josh and run 15 yards to get out of bounds before the clock ran out. And then, obviously, rookie Tyler Bass missed the kick. Surprise, surprise. But Look, what, what were the Give Chiefs doing? 
No, well, no, but what were the Chiefs doing? Nah, Ashley, I'm done giving him a break. That's nah. oh, we, we don't like him anymore. Okay, what were the Chiefs yeah, doing? Um, I honestly think I honestly think that the Chiefs this in that situation. I think that they just basically just didn't think that we were going to make that play. We hadn't been making any plays. So they kind of just fell back a little bit into a prevent. We made a play, which didn't matter anyway. We kicked the field goal. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Bills had been playing better football, I think that they would have sucked up on the line. They wouldn't have allowed that. They would have played more aggressive. The Chiefs honestly played a very relaxed game because they felt like they were playing a relaxed opponent. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what we can get into this week against the Jets because now we're finally, because of the coronavirus Titans, we're we're back, finally on pace. Finally, I mean we're we're on schedule now. We're playing a team on Sunday, as scheduled. We're we're not sitting here middle of the week wondering who we're going to play like we were last week or where we're going to play or when the game's going to be or where the game's going to be. We there's no situations right now other than we are playing the Jets in New Jersey because that's where they're located. And that's the only that's the and only thing on the agenda this week. You have to wonder if these primetime games have really thrown them off. Also, I know the Chiefs game was supposed to be anyways, but that Titans game was not supposed to be played then. And you have to wonder if that really throws these guys psyches off because they're they're game planning for two opponents. They typically have their routine week to week, you know, however many like you have this day to rehab this time to do this, this time to do that. You're completely throwing out that out of whack. You have no idea what day you're on, so you have mm-hmm. to kind of improvise and figure out what you're doing, like two days before, day prior, all that. It's completely throwing it off whack for this team, and I think that's really messing with them mentally. If you look at that side of it, they're really thrown off. They they don't have any sort of idea. Okay, well maybe we're gonna do this this day, but maybe we're gonna play them this day. Well Agreed. now the weather's like this on this day, sure. and now we're playing at 5 p.m. on a Monday night because who that does that? Funny. You know, it's just I think that's real. I think getting back to this one p.m. Sunday is going to be good for this team. Yeah, and the only reason that that game, I know a lot of people were like, "Why are we playing at five o'clock on a Monday?" The NFL could not because of Monday Night Football. You you cannot take away that prime time slot from that ESPN game. So that's why the game had to start at five o'clock. But also, what what's the thing with the NFL Network? Like, how does that work? Because they kind of, I mean, they still played the game, but they kind of lost it. They did, but they had, well. They well, played on you, Fox. They always play on Fox. It's Fox and the NFL Network. I guess I never knew that. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird partnership. They have Amazon's involved, Yahoo's involved in it. It's no, I'm weird. disappointed because I just got cable, so I could literally watch the NFL Network game. No, well, I think it's only the Thursday night game, though. And and I have to look at the schedule because I know for the past couple of years, it's been like the first eight Thursday night games are on Fox, and then the rest of them go to NFL Network. It must be that. It's a weird, weird thing. Over. It's a weird thing. Uh, but congrats on getting cable. Cable's great. Um, <laughs> but let's get into uh, – I want to get into a couple of other things here before we um, get to a Bills preview here against the New Jersey, East Rutherford, New Jersey Jets. Um, we talked about Matt Milano. We talked about Star Latulale. Um, I, I do want to talk briefly about uh, – call it what you want. We still limited Pat Mahomes. I brought it up in the beginning of the show. We made We made him go to a different facet of his game. And a hey, Fredo, Fredo, 
Yeah. Hey, stop. We didn't make we didn't make Patrick Mahomes do anything. <laughs> Patrick Patrick Mahomes did what the hell he wanted to do in this game. He literally could have picked us apart defensively. He had wide open receivers. He just chose. He literally said it himself. He dialed up a running game for this entire game. He said, Coach even asked him on the sideline, why aren't you all of them out to some passes? He said, why? We're killing them on the ground. I'm going to run this whole game. He said that in the post game. So, so we didn't limit Mahomes. Mahomes could have, they could have, man, on that defense, they could have ran up the score if they wanted to, if they would have aired it out to Hill. You know, they got wideouts, man. Tyreek and would have ate us up. They chose to exploit our weakness, which has been our weakness all year, which is that run defense. We can't stop anybody from running, and that's including quarterbacks. That is true. That is true. I guess I didn't put it into that regard. But, yes, that is very true. Um, yeah. I, I just – it's not good. Point blank, you can't let them run for that much. You just can't do it. I don't care who it is. It, all I know is I tried picking up Frank Gore this week in fantasy. <laughs> that's really, really oh God! Bad. Hey, let's not talk about our fantasy league. <laughs> hey, hey, my cousin Adam is killing it though. We were on the boat the other day, and he's telling me he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm killing it." I looked at his numbers. I'm like, "Damn, man, well, why aren't you picking stuff up for me?" You know. <laughs> Speaking of which, Stevie's got a team. Has now joined the league finally. Oh, here you go, Ashley. <laughs> here we go. Did he win this week? Come back. I beat him this week, even though he didn't make any transactions, I guess. Yeah, so. no, he, he made transactions. I saw oh, he did. Yeah, right. I, I, I saw him. all of them. So I just want to say, you know, I did well this week. He actually – I'm the worst team in the league. Wow. Are you <laughs> – Through seven weeks – through six – sorry, through six weeks, I have only scored 497 points. Woo! Well, I can't be yeah. far behind you because I really haven't won that many games. I've what's your, one what's your team name? Uh, yeah, you Katie dig digs it. it. Okay, you're, yeah, you know, you're about 200 points higher than me, but you're oh, also wow. five seats higher than me because you have an extra win. I don't know how I won a game. This team guess, sucks. Guess who I played this week? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that'll do it for <laughs> you. I've, I have Ben Roethlisberger, so it's like it's, it's not my first choice as a quarterback, but I guess what happens when you auto draft half your team in a 20 team league. Um, but let's not talk about fantasy. I want to talk about some fun stuff here. Um, first I want to get into this whole, um, bills mafia ordeal, not ordeal, but bills mafia, um, branding with the bills, obviously, um, our friends at 26 shirts and the bills, uh, somewhat, I guess, came together with a partnership this week. Um, the Bills kind of surprised a lot of Western New York applying for a trademark for Bills Mafia, something that I thought that 26 shirts had for Bills but Mafia. But they can't because it contains the word Bills, and they can't trademark anything with the I, word I didn't know that. I did not. Yep. You're that's right. That's why they can't that's put why. Bills on their shirts either. They, that, they never can put, like, Buffalo Bills or anything like that on their shirts. Yep. That's why, like, they're always, like, Mafia or something like that. That makes sense. And that's why on our logo, you'll see it here in the top center of the screen. That's why we don't have a Bills logo. We had to make sure that jersey that's on Stevie had nothing Bills. I'm going to point at it, but it's not working. My camera's it's opposite. Right. Sorry. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's opposite, ooh. right? I had to point opposite. I was mad confused. There right? it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, no, but they uh, obviously the huge announcement last week. It sent social media into a buzz. Del a lot of people were upset. Before Dell said anything, Before we were all Del, freaking out for him. We're like, what uh, yeah. the heck is going on? 
And a lot of people thought maybe it's just for the design, maybe not. And then Zell came out and said, no, they, they did contact me. We are working together. A lot of the clothing line came out today. Okay. And the Bills today put up a um, video on social media, and I want to show it to you guys because cool. it's a really good video. It highlights all that Western New York and the City of Good Neighbors and Buffalo has to offer. Um, it's a really great video. They Dell uh, did a great job with the Hey Man putting this together, and obviously – the Bills social team killing it, killing it again. Take a look at the Bills Mafia piece put together by the Buffalo Bills. You know, whether it was Bills Mafia or something else, some other name, yeah. it was going to happen. Right. Bills fans, are they love their team too much, and they take too much pride in their team. Just Bills Mafia was the name that, that you know, Destiny created. I'm ready to be a part of Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia. I'm ready to turn you guys up. You see it? Yes, We appreciate you. Bill's Mafia, let's go! That's it, man. That's Bill's Mafia is all about. You know, they first reached out to me to be a part of this, which I'm super excited about. That's the feel I got about Bill's Mafia, is that it's, it's, it's not a brand. It, it's about the people. It's about the fans. So, I mean, I'm pretty much born and raised Buffalo. Always been a Bill's fan my whole life. Buffalo's home, and um, no matter where I am, it's always going to be home. Starting a Bill's Mafia line. The smile on my face right then and there, I mean, it's Bill's Mafia till the death of me. You know, I, I based a lot of it on old football jerseys back in the leather helmet days. There's a lot of embroidery, there's a lot of patches. Pull in some streetwear feels to the whole thing, and um, it kind of pushes the envelope a little bit as far as fashion goes. It's like a dream come true, you know? I really am looking forward to seeing how it grows in the future. Because, I mean, you've done a great job with the apparel that you've put together and everything. Um, but Bill's Mafia is so much more than apparel. It's investing in each other and building each other up and supporting the team and, and all of that. Because in Western New York, the Buffalo Bills are the, the extra family member in, in every household. Mafia means family. From Buffalo, for Buffalo. It brings us all together. If you're Bills Mafia, everything else gets thrown out the window and, and your family. That was a, a remarkable piece of work put together by the Bills social media team. It's funny because we all know Jeremy's in that video, Jeremy Kelly. Yep. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. I also know the one girl in that video, Maggie Zafaniri. So it, they did a phenomenal job putting that together. Um, but also I think that video was needed because a lot of people in this city, like Ashley, so like we've all said, it freaked out last week at this announcement. It was breaking news on every single news channel. I got so many emails about it from work. And it was a very shocking announcement out of One Bill's Drive. But it sounds like they're going to be doing something right with it. I like that they included Dell. Um, and the second that it happened, Dell came out on social media and said, look, the Bill's contacting me. Everybody stop freaking out. Um, but what they did, hopefully they, they take the name and bring it to the next level. Obviously, over the last decade, Dell's done a phenomenal job yeah. ever since that Nick Barnett era with the Bills. 
mm. um, promoting Bill's Mafia and doing everything that he's done to get to this stage. And I, and he started this. It was he he'll always tell you it was word of mouth. It was just amongst his friends. And then one day Nick Barnett took it and literally held this into what it is now. Um, and it all started with that drop pass from Stevie. It did. <laughs> Why so serious? Why so serious? No, that was bad. <laughs> hey, well, you know what's funny? I was watching. So, so everybody, Stevie was in town all week, and yeah. um, you know, we did a bunch of stuff this week. You know, including the uh, golf social club downtown Buffalo, which was an amazing place. We had a really good time awesome, there. Good. Um, it was a really good time. But anyway, so I, I just started googling some stuff, and why did I come across that drop pass from him in that Steelers game? And I looked at that and I was like, damn, what humble beginnings that was, you know. And after that, he lit it up. I mean, he just killed him after that. Yeah. I still, as a, I think I was, I forgot how old I was for that, but I'll never forget that. And then, he, like you said, Will, he lit it up and he made a name for himself in the NFL. And he was here all yeah, week this week. Um, he did a bunch of stuff with uh, the Bills Legends community, a um, bunch of promotional stuff as well in town, including Buffalo Golf and Social. Um, he also, and I have it here, and it's um, it's awesome. It's hysterical. Um, he shot a commercial with Pepsi yeah. in Rochester. I think this is only a snippet of the commercial. The whole thing's going to drop this week during the Bills. Jets. Hilarious! It's um, funny. We're gonna before we talk about this. We're just it's gonna really funny. <laughs> so take a look at this and listen to it because it is really funny, and I think it's only part of the full uh, project here. Take a take a look. Let's get it, Yee. told Michael Mansfield we'd make him a commercial because his neighbor Eric is flying the wrong flag. So we brought some backup. <laughs> Your move, Eric. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love the Your And that's this Stevie's tone of voice, too. And Your move. It is. And right. it's Eric. so good. And... It's funny because so really short story. It's a long one. I'm gonna give you the very short version of it because I don't want to talk about all of it. So a girl that I used to work with in Watertown at the CBS affiliate there is the first person that did that news story that went viral. Her name is Natalie Kuchko. She works for uh, Wham now in Rochester, and they sent her to this guy's house. They said this guy just decided to paint the Bills logo. Go do a story with him. She gets back with an interview that's pure gold. And she turns it into a story that's picked up all over the country. We ran it here. It was run all over the place. Hysterical story. So Pepsi picks this up and says, we're going to make a billboard for this guy and to kind of mark his territory. And, A, can you imagine me and this guy's neighbor now? <laughs> that would suck. Like, that must really suck. And imagine this guy really just – having fun painting his house painting his garage his house is already blue so just paint the garage whatever and it turns into this hysterical story i love that they asked stevie to get involved hysterical it's so funny when i asked him about what he was doing he was like he was like yeah i'm actually getting paid to go and clown some guy i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you know Okay. Okay, Steve. <laughs> he said, I asked him, he, he's like, I'm going to Rochester tomorrow. And I'm like, what are you going to Rochester for? And he's like, uh, something with Pepsi. I honestly wonder, cause you know how Stevie is. Like, he's just so like, he doesn't give like, I'm trying to get the right word for it. He doesn't throw everything right out there immediately. So he, he didn't, 
I part of me wonders, did he know that he was going there to shoot a commercial? Because no, he, he knew he knew like he was he knew what he was doing. But Fredo, listen, don't feel bad. That's my brother, dude. And he did the same shit to me like at, I at one o'clock in the morning. First yep. of all, he start it first was, of all, he he starts to text me. I start texting him back. Go, I'm like, okay, that's what's up. So here, here I go. So Rochester tomorrow, huh? That's excellent. So um, what are you doing there? He's like, yeah, I got to go up there for Pepsi. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that's what he said um, to me too. <laughs> so hey, so there's this there's this meme out about Pootie Tang, how his braid is swinging, <laughs> hitting bullets. So I sent him that, and I'm like, listen, man, I feel like the big brother's gonna beat information out of his younger brother. Now, what the <laughs> hell is going on up there? <laughs> I'm trying to find the text. So he texted me also. I can't find it. I typed in Stevie and I can't find it. But anyway, it, it was it was super late. It was when I was working. Everybody knows I work overnights here. And it was like at least 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And he sends me this text and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Rochester tomorrow. I'm like, oh, damn, for what? And he's like, what you just said, I'm going up there to do something for Pepsi. Next thing I know, right. he's sending us videos and, and posting on Instagram that he's in like a, a freaking parade. On exactly a, on a big yeah. truck shooting a commercial with this whole million dollar camera crew, it, it was right. hysterical. And I cannot wait to see the full commercial on Monday on Sunday because they they really did a good job catering to Stevie's personality because it, it was really well done. Um, no, it was it was a really good trip for him. He hit the ground running. He did um, did a bunch of things here in Buffalo. You know, like I said, the Buffalo Golf and Social downtown. We all went to that. Um, during the week, that was a good time down there hitting some balls around and stuff. Just the owner gave us a tour of the place, um, just showed us what he's working with, things he's planning on doing in the future. Um, you know, if you're a golfer, that's definitely the place to go to get your swing ready because he uh, he does great tutorials there. So, you know, yeah, Jesse Strubing was incredible. I couldn't even like barely hold a golf club, much less swing <laughs> it. So, he definitely showed me a couple tips. Might be working with him in the future, so I'm really excited. He's he's very knowledgeable, so definitely, like Will said, if you're looking to get your golf swing back on track, trying to get your game better, Jesse Strubing, downtown Buffalo, great place to go, for sure. Hey, listen, um, hey, real quick, Ashley, I don't know what you had on your list, what your next checkpoint is, but one thing I want to find out from everyone in here is this. With the Buffalo Bills where they are right now, let's get back to the Bills because that's what people want to kind of know. With they with them the way they are, with the predictions, the way that people think they should finish up the season, um, looking at our history in the past. Now we kind of have to look at it now because they're kind of bringing it to the forefront the way they've been playing the last couple of games. We have weapons, we have, you know, obviously talent, especially at wide receiver. Now it's no excuse why people aren't catching balls out there right now. How do we not blow the season? What do you think the key factors are in the keeping us on pace or the pushing us to that next level. Josh Allen staying consistent for one thing. Um, like he was in the first four games. He needs to get back to that. He needs to find that place within himself because you see he's a leader. You see him high-fiving guys, even when they're losing on the bench, he is the leader of this team. And you're right. You know, I think him staying consistent is huge. Him and the Diggs connection. I think you need to utilize Cole Beasley a little more. Um, right. like, because we're not sure if we have John Brown this week or not. He didn't look too good last week. He still looked like he was pretty injured. So mm. um, another key I would say is get that run game going. Figure that out. I, I, right. I don't know what you got to do to do it, but get it going because that, that even enhances your passing game. And the defense, wake the hell up. What I don't know what you got to do. I don't know who's got to step up, but I think they're missing a little bit of veteran leadership. <laughs> Yeah. Not that he said take them off Fredo. 
I agree. Don't let me catch you. Don't let me catch you infringing on my trademark again, man. Hey, you don't have You're a trademark. Start paying him royalties. Call, call, call those lawyers, man. Call them. <laughs> the royalties right, are hey. coming for where's well. Exactly. Hey, Ashley, no, those were all great points. Fredo, what do you think, man, moving forward? So, Ashley had a good point, though, about John Brown really quick. He did not practice today, uh, according to the Bills injury report. Um, There's really – Matt Milano was limited, so that's a a good sign for it being Wednesday. So, fingers crossed. Um, No, but I do think moving forward, you got to make a trade at the trade deadline. Trade deadline's two weeks from, I think, yesterday. I think it's election day, honestly. Um, and oh. they need to make some noise, make us make a splash in free agency. Go sign a nose tackle, sign somebody that is big up front, give somebody sign a rent a player, rent a guy for six, eight weeks that can stop the damn run because that's the only problem. I, I know I read one article from uh, I think his name is Ryan Talbot over at he works uh, in Syracuse, mm-hmm. and the one guy that came to mind and, and it fits the Bills system perfectly. Um, I just want to make sure I'm saying his name right, is uh, he plays for the Giants, big boy up front, um, trying to find the article from from Ryan. It, his name is – oh, here we go. Delvin Tomlinson. I thought it was Jalvin for some reason. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that would be excellent. It's this Bill's system perfectly. He's not going to cost a lot. I don't think he will. But they, they need to go sign somebody up front that could that – could, play with this defense for the rest of the season because God forbid, if you lose any of the guys that are up front already, that's more screwed there. than you are. And, and and you know that McDermott isn't afraid to send a message. He sent a message this week by benching Harrison Phillips and Trent Murphy, even though, like I said, Trent Murphy's 74 years old, he's collecting uh, AARP and all that good stuff. Oh like, 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 I mean, I know social security is about to kick in. I know. Will, I know oh my will, God, will, you guys are horrible. I know. Will, so <laughs> this week. So I, I know Will and Trent Murphy, they probably go out for coffee every morning and, and talk about <laughs> oh my God, not no, I, I, I think that getting to the point here, they they need to plug that hole up front. They cannot let what happened again this week happen at all for the rest of the season. And I don't care who you're playing because yeah, you might have just played your two toughest tests of the entire year. You got to remember you have Seattle, you have San Francisco who's been known to run the ball. You have Arizona who has Kyler Murray. You exactly. have DeAndre Hopkins That's who right. I think Trey will lock him down. But still, you need to plug this hole up front. And it's going to take the free agent market, and it's going to take a trade to do it. And right now, you got what ten more days, 11, 12 days to make a move. You got to make the move, or we are going to be talking about this for the rest of the season. And it's something that we cannot afford to talk about. And I don't care if the AFC East isn't what it was two years ago with Tom Brady or a year ago with Tom Brady. It's different this year. You're in first place, and you cannot lose control of that spot. Ashley has a point, and I know she's eager to talk about it. I hate I hate to be this guy, but Marcel Darius is a free agent. I yeah, I thought about that. You know what? I said that yesterday. No way. People are like, no way, we'll never bring no Darius. No way, back. we'll never take him. He's not gonna yep. cost as much as he used to. I I, I agree with you. I thought about I'd take Darius too. right now. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I agree. No, me either. He hasn't played, but, but. I I still and you gotta you gotta remember this. You sign a guy, they can't play for a week because of COVID. 
You can't sign a guy like with Le- with Le'Veon Bell. He could they signed him before the game Monday, but he could not play Monday because of COVID. Yeah, because of the traveling thing, and they're trying to limit all that. So you got to figure if you sign a guy here, let's say you sign a guy at the deadline, he's not going to be able to play until that Seattle game. And I mean that's okay if we have to wait for the Jets game, that's fine. And you know who else is a free agent? It's Clay Matthews. Why do we not kick the tires? He's on not going to. He's not going to play this year. They, I, I heard, I I heard a lot so, on WGR but... about Clay Matthews, and, and they're saying Clay Matthews is really trying to just take it off this year and 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 rest with the whole COVID uh, thing. But anyway, right. let's That's get to previewing said. the Jets. Oh wait, Will, did you have a point? My bad. One more, th- one more thing. Listen, um. That's the one and only knock about that defense. Like, if we can solidify that line and get some type of pressure on the quarterbacks, we don't have to worry about that secondary running like crazy out there. I know we've got a good secondary, but the problem is when you don't have a pass rush, you cannot have cornerbacks, even Tredavious White, chasing around wide receivers that can run four twos and four threes all day. You can't keep up with them that long. You got to get on those quarterbacks. So you're right. Darius will be good, but honestly, let's just go shopping, man. We got a few days. We need to get somebody to plug that hole so that they understand that business is closed in the middle. And they got to do it. And and you know what? Let's skip previewing the Jets because the Jets suck. And so I have we don't to, need say, to preview the Jets. There's that's, one that's thing to say about this preview and nothing else is just don't lose. This is a must-win game, period. Don't lose. Must win. It, it is. And some people are saying it's a trap game, so we'll see it what is. happens on Sunday. But let's. Let's get to the three keys to the game. I, I want to hear from Will first, brought to you by 26 Shirts here, um, because Will's never live for this. So <laughs> let's get let's get to Will's three keys to the game. Will, go. All right. Uh, <laughs> I would say my, my biggest key my, – look, man, I, look, man, I'm in celebrity mode right now. I feel honored and privileged to be on the Why So Serious podcast, you know, making my debut. You know, I'm here. You know, my boy Stevie Johnson, Donald Jones, couldn't be here tonight, but I'm here to represent. All right, anyway, listen. Oh my, my, key, my key to the game, my, my only key is what I just said. We need to fix what's going on on that line. Get some – and even though it is the Jets, this is a great practice game. I mean, they're still a professional team. You shouldn't say it like that, but they suck. So we need to figure out what we need to do for the future. We know the Jets suck. They, they haven't beat anybody. I mean, hell, if they play themselves, they're going to lose. My thing is this. Buffalo needs to come out, put some pressure on the quarterbacks, get good edge rushing going, get in the back, man. Bring those linebackers up. Stop letting people eat with those tight ends and those those uh, backs out of the backfield. Hell, quarterbacks. I mean, they're literally doing anything and everything because we can't get a pass rush going. So my key is going to be to rush the quarterback to get some kind of edge rushing going this week. We have two more. <laughs> oh, all three? Oh, yeah. well, here we go. Everybody My second three. key, let's, I was doing one. I thought we were doing one, two, three. The no. second one is going to be this. Offensively, our line needs to hold. And if for some god-awful miracle to just create a crazy pass split, what we need to do is let them come. Like I said in my where's will, I get it. I'm not saying open up the gates, but I am saying when they do come and put the pressure on, we need to eat short over the middle. Take exactly what they give us. Stevie said that last week, and I thought he was crazy because <laughs> he said it twice. He did because we asked His him. Hey, Stevie, what do you last take, week. What take what they give us. Let's take what they give no, us. No, he didn't. No, he said that, but he said that about like the first half. We got to take what they give us. I'm like, dude, they ain't give us nothing. They're killing us right now. Absolutely. But but when I thought about it later, it's totally true. Listen, if they come in hard, that means something's open. Look what Belichick and Brady did all those years with Gronkowski, Edelman. 
When you when they bring the blitz, Brady's the statue back there. What does he do? Dump it right over their head. You can come as fast as you want, but you're not going to stop us from getting these five and ten yard gains. The last thing that I would say, my my other biggest key is going to be Josh Allen has to literally. I I hate to say he's not surveying the field, but what I am saying is when you look at the air cam, he is missing some wide open receivers. We do have plays downfield. He needs to just be a little bit more patient and not get rattled back there. I see it in his face sometimes in the game where it looks like he is kind of down on it, kind of losing his focus on it. And it shows because he'll sail a couple balls or throw some balls in the dirt, make a stupid play, run backwards 15 yards. That's not the Josh that we saw in the first couple games. Let's get back to basics, Josh. Whoa. That like was um, Can I just tell it. you that's exactly – now, I write down things. Back to basics. That's exactly what I wrote. You took the word right. out of my goddamn mouth. All right, so that's that's it, what's, two and, what's two and three then since Will took your one? All right, well, he also took the second one. Um, what's your defense, three? I literally wrote down, do something. He took a lot of the points that I was going to make about this defense, but literally just do anything. Tackle the players. Stop with these missed tackles. It's so messy. Just clean it up. And right. As we always know what my third key is, because it still hasn't changed. It hasn't gone anywhere. What the hell is this third quarter? Can we just right. figure it yeah. out? The flat spot. The flat spot. It literally, yeah. something about this third quarter. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's still not working. I don't like it. Clean it up. I also do have to get a happy eighth birthday to Milo. This was his shirt from 26 Shirts. The playoffs are for the Mafia. Yeah. I wore it. It was his birthday this week. He just turned eight. So happy birthday, Milo. I hope you had an happy awesome birthday, day. Milo. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to get to my three keys here, and then we're going to sign off for this week. Uh, first key, I, I do think that I think we've all touched on it way too much this episode. You got to get the run game going. I think it was my th first key last week, too. You absolutely have to. Um, number two, get Cole Beasley more involved. This is a guy. Yeah who you're paying millions of dollars and to, to play on this football team. I don't care that you have Stephon Diggs. I don't care that you have John Brown. I don't care that you have rookie phenom Gabe Davis. you got to get Cole Beasley involved. This, as Stevie always says, he's a space creator. He, he, he knows how to make space. He's, his game, in my eyes, is very similar to what Stevie Johnson did on the football field for the Bills in terms of getting separation with, wider, with uh, defensive backs. So Cole Beasley needs to get involved. And my third key, and it's something that none of us have talked about in this segment, but my third key is you just have to right the ship from the last two weeks. Get these losses out of your head. You played like dog shit the last two weeks. Go, go. To, go to New Jersey and, and, and start over. Follow the whole thing where McDermott says you got to go 1-0 one one, one each week, 1-0 each week. You have to go 1-0 this week. This is not a trap game. You cannot fall into the trap in East Rutherford. You need to beat the New Jersey Jets. And that's what they're <laughs> Shout out to Kelsey Anderson from Channel 4, my coworker, because she started that and it went viral on Twitter. But, no, they, they you cannot fall into the trap. You have to beat the New York Jets, and you, you need to just right the ship completely from the last two weeks. Get these games out of your head because you do have two somewhat – Winnable games the next two weeks with the Jets and the Patriots. Crazy. The Patriots winnable game. I know. Nuts. Very much so. But then you play Seattle and Arizona. And then it's it's a whole other stretch of two tough games again where you might potentially be six and you could be six and four. 
if you win these two games, I'm okay with six wins. You got to get six wins these next two weeks. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, when we play, uh, when we play the Jets, you know, it, like I said, it is an NFL team. Anything can happen on any day. But we should beat the Jets, no problem. Now, going into New England, that is a game. It's still New England. You know, they're still coached up. They've got Cam. He's mobile. Um, our run defense. They do. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's Buffalo. When they see what happened to us in his last couple games, no run defense, you better believe Belichick is dialing it up right now. A lot of run plays, you know. So, uh, no. I, yeah, going into that game, man, we got to we gotta be prepared. We win those couple games and then face that boy Russell. I mean, that's going to be a humongous test right there. Mm. So, hopefully the next two weeks we can dial it in good and then be prepared when we play another elite team. Agreed. Uh, All right. Well, that's gonna that was a great episode of the Why So Serious podcast brought to you by 26 Shirts. Will, thanks for uh, letting us find you this week and coming into the flesh. There it is. And yeah, so it was good. It was a good episode. Good to see you in person. And we'll be back next week. Stay tuned to our Twitters and Instagram and all that for next next week's episode information. Go Bills! And um, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we're talking about win number five. See you guys. Thanks for watching. All right, peace. All my women throw it back like I call the option, option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Johnson. I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. All my women throw it back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my uh, bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Bills in my duffel, yo. You don't want trouble, bro. Heat in my pocket, heart cold like buffalo. I would just hustle one thing, but I need options. That work about to touch down, call it Steve Johnson. Catch me flying through the field like who want beef? It's 25, but I could get it for the 1-3. Certified fly guy, you on my time. I'm really real and you as real as a sci-fi. I'm trying to bring it home, baby. It's our time. They cheering for me like I'm crossed the one-yard line. And I'm all about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Black card boys, yes, BCB, we pop. Get that dough straight across like I'm running streaks. My bills come in hundreds, my women come in threes. This hater ran up on your boy like he was furious. I lifted up my shirt like, why it's so serious? I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Hold my women, throw it back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my